It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now with today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are forever thankful to have you as our loyal followers as well as listeners. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic of the hour is Spur on Entrepreneurs. And um, one of the reasons why I came up with this topic is today we are officially retiring the number 20 um, for our Spurs player, Spurs player, basketball player, Manu. So, um, for all of you out there who love Manu, including myself, um, hashtag Gracias Manu, um, in order to show respect for all that he has uh, been and done for the community of uh, San Antonio, Texas, and surrounding areas. So, we wish you well, my friend, and um, uh, Godspeed. So, uh, you know, I love everything that has to do with being a business professional as well as an aspiring entrepreneur or a preneur who is seasoned. And and so um, today is going to be a very fun topic. We're going to talk about tips and, and um, with, you know, golden nuggets that you hopefully can take into your business or you're probably already implementing some of them and maybe you can just fine tune them. So, um, I'm so excited for the hour that I get to spend with you today. So let's just jump right in. Whether you're just starting out or are an old pro, who doesn't want to be a more successful entrepreneur? Owning your own business gives you a sense of freedom and empowerment. You can build things and watch them grow. Entrepreneurs make decisions for themselves, realize their creative visions, and develop lasting relationships with other entrepreneurs, customers, and vendors. It's a great way to live. That's why uh, uh, that that could benefit from the tips that I'm going to talk to you um, about today. And so number one is get gritty. Grit is perseverance. Grit is the go-get-em attitude that we expect from entrepreneurs. Grit is the ability to keep working when everyone tells you that you should give up. If you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be gritty. Honestly, without hard work and perseverance, you're not going anywhere in the entrepreneurial world. And uh, I put together some key factors to succeed in business, and these are just uh, from my personal experience that I found to hold true. Um, you have to have passion, perseverance, resilience, proactiveness, and the right attitude. And to me, those uh, five things is what encompasses uh, a true entrepreneur, someone who is um, a forward thinker, 
who loves to uh, think outside of the box, if you will, and also someone who uh, doesn't mind being abnormal. Because don't you feel it's kind of abnormal to want to work for yourself? Why do that, right? <laughs> so uh, next up is number two, is challenge yourself. If you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to challenge yourself. No one else is going to push you, so it's up to you to do it. Challenges keep entrepreneurs nibble and on their toes. If you're constantly looking for the next challenge, you'll always be prepared for what comes your way. And challenges for success. Uh, I put down some different uh, points. Point. Um, also, let's see. Sorry about that. <laughs> Someone's trying to call me while I'm on the air. Stress of running a business. Um, then you have to have a business model. Um, there are government regulations. Sometimes lack of knowledge about reason venture capital can be a challenge. Market conditions. Hi- hiring good employees and retaining them. Right. Market products. Building a sales team. Skepticism about technology and scale management and infrastructure. So all of these are challenging things that can creep up and could hinder the success of an entrepreneur, right? But we must not we mustn't let it. Consider this example. You're going to the gym to build your upper body strength. You start doing bicep curls with a ten pound weight. It feels pretty heavy at first. But as you build your strength, it gets easier. Would you stop there? No. Then it's time to do bicep curls with a 20-pound weight. Once you've done bicep curls with a 20-pound weight, going back to a 10-pound weight will feel easy. Challenging yourself with new and difficult tasks will make your other tasks seem even simpler. Just like the 10-pound weight feels light after you lift a 20-pound weight. As an entrepreneur, you always have to be looking for the next big challenge. Number three on the list is be passionate. If you don't love what you do, don't do it. I truly believe it's as simple as that. As an entrepreneur, you're going to have to put in long hours and make sacrifices for your business. When you're passionate about what you do, putting in the long hours won't feel like a sacrifice anymore. If you're not passionate about what you do, you're not going to have the motivation to keep going when you're stressed and tired. Have you ever noticed those entrepreneurs who never seem to get tired? Those entrepreneurs who get that gleam gleam in their eye when they talk about what they do? Yeah, that's it. That's called passion. So 44% of entrepreneurs started their business because they saw an opportunity to create something great. They are passionate about their business. Are you? And here's some of the things that, uh, you know, uh, are reasons why people have started businesses. Um, over the years when I have interviewed people, it's what I found out. Perhaps they took over their family business. Um, that's about 7% of people. Uh, I was forced by the recession, that's about 9%, to help others and give back, that's another 7% of people out there, to fulfill my life dream, about 18%, I found, 
Uh, other reasons, 5% simply to make money, 10%. And over 44% of people that says that they saw an opportunity to make something great. So be passionate about what you do. And being an entrepreneur gets just a little bit easier. Next up, take risks. Number four, humans are generally risk adverse, but part of being an entrepreneur is recognizing the risk that you should take. Successful entrepreneurs take risks. It's part of the job. Successful entrepreneurs also know which risk to take and which they shouldn't. Learn to recognize the risks that will benefit your business and take them. Taking risks has a dangerous side, but the opportunities they present often far outweigh the potential dangers. And then learn how to identify which risks are worth taking, and you'll learn how to be a more successful entrepreneur. And here are some of the characteristics that I've gathered of uh, being an entrepreneur. You have an unwavering passion, right? Uh, there will be tough days, but your passion will carry you through. Do I have what it takes is what you should ask yourself. You're ambitious. You have a vision and a gut-wrenching need to see it through. You're comfortable with risk. You have to love the idea of a calculated risk because it is you who is making decisions. You're persuasive. You need to be able to sell your business and yourself to anyone at any given time. You exude self-confidence. You may wait for a time, but you have to believe in yourself and your business. You're hardworking. You wear all the hats and you expect long hours, especially in the beginning of a startup business. You are adaptable. Things will likely not go as planned. You have to be able to think quick on your feet. And you're humble. Can you check your ego at the door? <laughs> you may need to ask for help to hit certain milestones. And, you know, it's always a great thing to know what you're best at and then to also know what you're not good at. That way you can build a team and get surround yourself with people who are best at whatever it is that you may need. Because, of course, in the beginning, you'll have to wear many hats. And, and by that, I mean, you know, if you have a very small business with one, you know, <laughs> you're starting out, like I'm a business of one, and then I outsource things. So I only get contractors as needed because I'm just so small. I'm a one-person team right now. So my, my way of wearing many hats can be, well, I have to keep the office clean. Well, since I don't have it in my budget to have a janitorial service, then I have to do that. <laughs> so after I get out and find a customer, after I do the event, then I stay and clean that, those things up. And, of course, as I say, I outsource. I hire people as needed. But I don't have a full team as of yet uh, full time. So that's what I mean by wearing many hats. I don't mean that um, you're the end-all and be-all. I don't mean that. As things come up and as you grow, you will need to outsource more or perhaps get a permanent team. And, you know, what I love about uh, Mr. Warren Buffett, which is one of my favorite billionaires, is that he has, after all of these years, I hear that he has a team of only seven. 
And so I thought, okay, if this guy who is very seasoned um, and he's a billionaire, if he can have a team of seven, I'm thinking that's going to be my lucky number. No more than a team of seven. And he still can get everything that he does done. So stay tuned. And on the other side of the break, we will come back on the Lisa Lewis show and talk more about the topic of the hour, which is spur on entrepreneurs. And remember to show your appreciation. Hashtag gracias, Manu. We'll be right back. nervous riding in an elevator because you're afraid the cable might snap? It's entered my mind more than once. According to Elevator World magazine, on the rare occasion a cable breaks, the car won't hunge plunge to the bottom. This is because elevators have as many as 10 cables holding them up, each capable of supporting a fully loaded car. Sometimes I feel a little mischievous in elevators. Next time you're feeling like a rapscallion, try one of these little jokes. When there's only one other person in the elevator, tap them on the shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you. Push one of the buttons and pretend it gave you a shock. Or maybe start a sing-along. What's a word for a person who thinks he's funny but no one else does? Zitzel soup. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are always so thankful to have you as our loyal listeners every week right here on TogiNet Radio, Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Also, if you'd like to catch any of our previous podcasts, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes and search The Lisa Lewis Show. 
and download those because we know that you are busy and on the go. Well, we have another good one for you today, and the topic of the hour is Spur on Entrepreneurs. And today we are giving you um, pearls of wisdom on how to be a more successful entrepreneur. And we would love to get your feedback, so keep those coming. You can always email us at Company at gmail.com. Also, you can call the office directly at 210-240-8845. We would love to hear from you. Also, head over to our newly designed website at lisalewiscompany.com, and you can reach us and leave comments there as well. We are always eager and ready to do your next big event or small gathering, whichever one. So go over to the website and it tells you all about that. And it also features some of the famous people we have uh, worked with in the past. And we are always looking for movers and influencers to interview right here on our podcast live. So if you are one of those, then reach out to us as well, and we will get you booked on the show. Next up on our list for entrepreneurs and for successful entrepreneurs, that is, number five, so if you don't believe in yourself, who will? Being a successful entrepreneur means that you've listened, uh, you've learned to listen, I'm sorry, to your intuition and rely on your wisdom when making decisions. Your ability to trust and believe in yourself will show your confidence. People are more likely to follow and trust confident leaders. Trusting in your own skills will also take some of the pain of uncertainty out of being an entrepreneur. When you feel uncertain, remember how much experience and knowledge you have. Most entrepreneurs start their business after years of experience working for someone else. There's nothing wrong with asking for help when you need it or turning to a mentor for advice. But if you also have to learn to trust yourself and your own judgment without input from others, learning to trust yourself, you'll always uh, be starting down the path of entrepreneurship towards success. And here are some statistics that I gather from industry experience when starting one's business. 75.4% have worked as employees at other companies for more than six years before launching their own business. 47.9% launched their first companies with more than 10 years of work experience. Significant percentage of respondents started their first companies after working for someone else. Um, It also says 11 to 15 years, uh, about 23.3% of people started their business. And after having 16 to 20 years of experience, 14.3% started their business. And then uh, those who had uh, more than 20 years of work experience, it was 10.3%. So wherever you fall in that category, or if you don't fall within that category at all, I say get started. Of course, do your due diligence. It would be great to do something that you're passionate about doing, because if you do, then you'll never work a day in your life, and you'll be able to help others. So what a great win-win. Number six is reduce fear. 
Fear stops action. Entrepreneurs have to be able to pivot and quickly take action when they see an opportunity or recognize a mistake. With fear riding on your shoulder, you won't be a successful entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, if you let fear be your guide, you won't be able to listen to your intuition. You'll be afraid to take the necessary risks and your judgment will be clouded by emotion. Find ways to reduce and manage your fear and you'll be a much more successful entrepreneur. Remember, fear has to do with your perspective. Research has shown that the more crime TV that you watch, the more likely you are to fear crime. Reduce your fear by changing your perspective. My favorite tip for managing fear as an entrepreneur is to do confidence building exercises. For me, I like to take a few moments at night to think of the decisions I made that day that had a successful outcome. Thinking each day about the decisions that you made that benefited you, others, or your business will help you to quickly build your confidence and reduce fear. Next up, number seven, visualize goals. This tip is less abstract than you might think, so bear with me. When I recommend that entrepreneurs visualize their goals, I don't intend for them to close their eyes and see the goal in front of them. What I want you to do is to visualize your goal and define it so clearly that it becomes real and tangible. For example, which of these is a more accomplishable goal? One, I want to become a successful entrepreneur. Two, I will become a successful entrepreneur by starting a business that solves a problem for this specific, for this specific niche of my audience. The second one, right? When you can clearly articulate and visualize your goal, it becomes more achievable. There are many ways to visualize your goal if you aren't sure how to start. And so uh, here are some different ways that you can uh, visualize your ideas. You could do a pie chart. You could do a pyramid chart. You could uh, do a radar chart, a Venn diagram a bubble tree map, an arc diagram. You could do a map, batter plot, um, periodic table, a Sankey diagram, network diagram, iconographic, speedometer chart. You could sketch. You could do timeline. You could do a world, a word cloud, I'm sorry. You could do infographic. You could come up with a concept map, a flow chart. You could also do a funnel chart or a triangular, a triangle chart. You could do nested bubble chart, a Gantt chart, G-A-N-T-T, -T, a bar chart, a stack bar chart, <laughs> an area chart, a bubble chart. You could do a decision tree. You could do a line chart. Um, exploded a di uh, donut, you could do a mind map, uh, you could do a depleting chart, um, or you could do a donut chart. So I think I've given you over 30 uh, ways that you could visualize different ideas. So I think you get the point.
You can tell someone such as a friend or business partner, or you can take uh, photographs that represent your goal. Go with your strengths, as we talked about earlier. When you ask a successful entrepreneur what their goal is, they can tell you in great detail what it is that they're working to achieve. Next up, number eight, hire great partners. I'll admit that this one might be a little bit obvious. Successful entrepreneurs aren't successful without a vacuum of a great team and support network behind us. And when I recommend hiring great partners, I don't just mean someone who can do the job you're hiring them for. I want you to hire partners who have great character and whom you like and respect. And just as a bonus, you're more likely to succeed with a partner than you are on your own. Uh, You and your partners will be working long hours together and making stressful decisions. If your partner has a character that you don't respect, your team won't last long. Fill your team with people who have great character and you're well on your way to success. When choosing your partners and team members, always remember that you can teach skills, but you can't teach character. Ah, that that is so true. Um, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Just last week, I was um, asked to be um, on a panel for uh, our local ISD. And so I went, and they were talking about all the different dynamics and the coaching and the skills that a great teacher must have. Um, but what I will say, because we have, we're having a challenge this year with the teacher, what I will say is you can have all those things, but if the character is lacking, then everything that you're teaching them, they might do some of, but their character will not allow them if they have a bad character, it will not allow them to shine and be truly there, you know, for the children. It'll be more about their ego and their scarred character. So um, as I was putting this together, I was like, oh, that is so true. You know, if you, you know, partner with someone and then, you know, it's something that you don't favor, then it would, ne- it would never work. So you must uh, consider who would you like to be a partner? Because if, this, if you expect your business to grow and expand and you plan to do this business, even if it's this two, three, five, or 50 years, wouldn't you want it to be with someone who, like they say, who has great character, who you like, and who you respect? And so, because if you like and respect them, then and they have great character, then, of course, trust comes uh, with that. So um, thank you all for listening to the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And on the other side of the break, we'll come back and talk more about the topic of the hour, which is Spur on Entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for tuning in and stay tuned.
name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Welcome back, all of my movie influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are forever thankful to have you as our loyal followers as well as listeners. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic of the hour is Spur on Entrepreneurs. And we just want to say gracias, Manu, as number 20 is retired officially today from the Spurs basketball team here in San Antonio, Texas. So thank you for helping us be on the map, Manu, and we wish you Godspeed. Well, uh, next up on the list is number nine, act. Talk only delays action. Successful entrepreneurs act. It's easy to get wrapped up in planning, considering potential failures, discussing funds, and talking in meetings with board members. If, you all, if all you do is talk, you'll get nothing done. At some point, you have to halt the talking and make something happen. Ten is spend time. Do you think that there's such a thing as an overnight success? I recommend that you take a closer look. Upon examination, those people and businesses that became overnight sensations and successes actually worked really hard and long for their achievements. When you think you've found an overnight success, check again and examine closely the hours, days, and years that went into that success. Take a look at your life, the things that you've learned, and how many times you've failed. Successful entrepreneurs take the time that's required to reach success. And many of them have failures along the way. If you think it's taking too long to find success, give yourself a break. And here's some statistics. Uh, 25% of startups fail within their first year. Of those remaining, 36% will fail in their second year. Of those remaining, 44% will fail in their third year. And of those remaining, 50% will fail in their fourth year if they don't keep going. That's the key, I-F-F. So uh, keep plugging along, putting in the hours, and before long, you'll be a successful entrepreneur. 
Just imagine looking back at all the hard work and knowing that it paid off. Keep that image in your head to motivate you forward through the long slogging hours. Next, 11, you'll want to plan your finances. Startups and entrepreneurial businesses need money. Many entrepreneurs spend too much time looking for money and not enough acting. But that doesn't mean that you can leap into the abyss without a plan. For most entrepreneurs, they're using their own savings to start their business, and that can be risky. Have a plan and then minimize your risk. Plan out your finances in the beginning and try to stick to it, but know that the plan will have to be adapted along the way. Now, here's some statistics of how entrepreneurs are funded. 2% are funded by other means. Excuse me, 16% is funded by the bank, and 82% are funded by savings, family, and friends. So you'll always want to put wise thought into and seek wise counsel and do the numbers because, as I say, um, you know, um, numbers never lie, but people will. So before you just go off and believe what people say, you still have to do your due diligence. And you have to do the numbers. And I suggest doing the numbers forward and backward, <laughs> you know, and all that, all those things in between. And of course, you'll probably want to um, hire or at least um, speak with a certified uh, CPO to make sure, or a bank uh, advisor, if they are into wealth management and building as well as uh, business, and um, make sure that the numbers are feasible for the market niche that you're in and that they are up to date with, you know, with the business flow of 2019. Because sometimes things that have worked as, you know, as um, early as 2018 might need to be tweaked uh, for 2019. And then maybe some things that worked in 1940 still works today. So, you know, it's just about getting the numbers and then seeking wise counsel and then proceeding. Next up is 12. Who's your, who is your customer? One of the most common reasons that entrepreneurial businesses fail is that there isn't a customer. If you start a business or make a product, but you don't know who will buy it, that person might, might not actually exist. Before you make a financial plan, raise capital, or even choose a name, make sure that there's a customer who would buy your product or use your services. Without a customer, you don't have a business. Successful entrepreneurs know who their customers are. Next, number 13, is listen to your complaints. This is one of the tips that I think is the most important for entrepreneurs to learn. Your customers' complaints are how you identify your business's weaknesses. Similarly to the last tip, without customers, you can't have a successful business. There's another possible scenario, though. You might have customers who are interested in your product or service, but if you don't listen to their complaints, you soon will have no customers. Take your customers seriously. Treat their complaints with respect and listen. 
You might think you're giving them value, but they may not agree. Your customers know what they want, and they're going to tell you what they think. A smart and successful entrepreneur listens to those complaints and uses that information to fix the business's weaknesses. And, you know, that is uh, so important. Um, A lot of times, you know, I've done business with um, companies where I wanted to give feedback, but I felt upon getting feedback, either they would no longer do business with me and I needed to do business with them, at least until I found someone else to replace them. And um, it's it's just sad when, you know, a customer sees that, wow, if I give this person constructive criticism, what's going to happen to me as the customer? Are they going to retaliate? And that's, you know, that's unfortunate that there are a lot of people who um, are, you know, calling themselves entrepreneurs, but, you know, as soon as the customer gives constructive criticism that may not be to their liking, then the customer is the one that suffers or more because <laughs> the customer is already suffering if they I mean, they are not thoroughly happy, you know, and I believe that the concept of if you've ever went to a spa, I believe that, you know, you can take this concept and, you know, uh, put it into your business. Um, it's just a concept. So listen to this. When you go into a spa, usually you don't hear a lot of talking, right? Everything is quieter than the outside world, okay? So, and that's on purpose, right? And they usually have spa music, something, nothing, you know, hardcore, radical. It's just very soft and soothing. And it's to take your mind off of things, right? And once you get there, you go to relaxing and decompressing. And and then they usually offer you, you know, you can go in and probably put on, get more comfortable, put your personal things in a locker. This is what they do at the Ritz-Carlton. And then you can put on your robe, right? And then your slippers. And then just kind of let the world fade away. And, of course, put that phone <laughs> away because they'll tell you for the courtesy of others, do not talk on your phone or have it ringing. So now you're getting, you see where I'm going with this? So then, and then they offer you something refreshing, like, you know, um, water with lemons or with mint or with um, orange slices. And then, you know, you see where I'm going? And so by doing all of these things, they are, giving, setting the customer up to get the experience of which they came for. So I'm saying that because I believe that other people that have similar businesses, like, um, you know, the spa, when you go to get your nails done, they usually exemplify that. You go in, they immediately ask you, what are you getting today? And then they tell you to have a seat and they start making a water, water if you're getting a pedicure or what have you. Then they ask you, do you want wine? water or a Coke. And then, you know, they're setting you up for the experience in which you came there for. And it's, you know, and it's very sad when you go to these other service related places and they don't get that, but they still expect a tip. You know, like when I go to um, the salon, I expect to be greeted. I don't expect there to be offensive language. I don't really want to hear any personal, personal problems. I'm there to get an experience. God knows I'm paying you enough 
<laughs> right? So when I come in, you should greet me. You know, tell me where I can hang my um, umbrella because it's rain. It's been raining a lot, or my purse, or my, you know, my jacket. And then have me sit down, and you know, even you know, and if you already have on music, you need to ask me if the music. Do you like this music, or would you rather have it quiet? And then you know, you can ask me how my day is, but just say, you know, maybe um, are you in a mood to talk? If not, then I don't want to hear you talking on the phone while you're doing my hair or whatever. Offer me a drink. Um, all of these things. That's what helps get you a tip. You know, um, wash my hair. I shouldn't have to pre-wash my hair if I'm coming to a hair salon, those type of things. And so you might want to incorporate that and then you'll get further and, uh, and then you'll get the reviews that you're looking for. And a lot of times the reason why I don't do reviews is because I'd have to give you a bad review. And so again, I don't want to be retaliated upon. And if I haven't found a new salon and I still need to use your salon, then of course I'm not going to do that because again, out of fear of retaliation. So get with the program. If you want to be a successful entrepreneur, then give the service that you know you would want to receive. Or if you don't know what that is, apparently you don't know how that feels maybe, then you would need to do the research and maybe ask others what experience would you like to get when you come here? What experience would help give help you give me a great review? Maybe that's a question that you should put out there. So for all of you who are going to salons and who let's stick together, let's speak up, let's speak out <laughs> and say these are the services that we expect, you know, when we come here and then you can get a tip. I, I don't know about you, but personally, I don't tip when I don't get exceptional service. I just don't. Why would I do that? My money is hard earned. And so you have to do something in order for me to give it to you. If I want to give to a local charity, I'll just do that. But um, if I'm paying for my service, then I accept ex ex I expect exemplary service in order for you to get a tip. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. wild and wacky summer foods from chicken fried bacon in texas to minnesota spaghetti and meatballs on a stick there is something about dining at the fair that can make anyone an opsomaniac or a person who is driven to the point of madness by food state fairs are famous for their loverwort or food with no nutritional value the california state fair boasts fried crispy cream chicken sandwiches that's fried chicken and swiss cheese tucked into a crispy cream donut served with a side of honey sauce at the Iowa State Fair, you can enjoy a hot beef sundae. That's a big scoop of mashed potatoes over roast beef, covered with gravy, sprinkled with cheddar cheese, and garnished with a cherry tomato to look like a sundae. What's another word for messy food? Mawala. It's Margie. I'm 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis, and we are very thankful to have you as our loyal listeners. Well, we have another one, good one for you today. The topic of the hour, which is winding down, is Spur on Entrepreneurs, and we are going over tidbits that will hopefully help you be a more successful entrepreneur. So next up, we are going to talk about number 14, exceed expectations. And I think what we were talking a little bit about uh, before the break, we were talking about what do you expect when you step into a spa or what do you expect when you go to a hair salon? And, you know, the list can go on and on. Maybe when you're going to buy a new car from a car dealership or you know, any other business or when you come or you're coming to me uh, as your event planner, what do you expect? Um, so if you deliver more than you promised, you're sure to have satisfied customers, investors, and business partners. Making promises and not delivering is a quick way to lose your business. In contrast, successful entrepreneurs exceed expectations and never overpromise always over deliver. Number 15, manage risk. Remember when I said that you should take risks? Yep, you should. But you shouldn't take every risk that presents itself. Instead, manage your risks. Learn to recognize which risks are worth taking and which you should walk away from. For example, if you know that you don't fit the mold of the typical entrepreneur, find out how to better fit in and limit your risk of being skipped over for being different. As a successful entrepreneur, you need to learn how to identify which risks to take, but also when to take risks. Taking risks isn't just about what the risk is about. Also, when you're taking what the risk is, I'm sorry, but also when you're taking the risk. Earlier on in founding your business, taking a risk might have a much lower chance of failure than toward the end of founding your business. Be sure to recognize where you are in the entrepreneurial circle when calculating which risk to take. Learn to manage your risk 
and you'll be a much more successful entrepreneur. Number 16, read case studies. As an entrepreneur, you'll be inundated with your business, needing to take care of it all the time. So when you get home and have some leisure time, you might be tempted to read fiction or books for entertainment. So when you get home and have some leisure time, uh, make sure uh, that you read case studies, read biographies of successful entrepreneurs. I love doing that. Read everything you can get your hands on about those who have already been successful. There's always something to learn from those who have already gone before you. I especially think it's important to learn from the mistakes of others. If you learn from their mistakes, you won't have to make those same mistakes yourself. And if you do make mistakes yourself, definitely learn from those and do not repeat, right? <laughs> the more you learn from others' mistakes and successes, the faster you can grow your business and become a successful entrepreneur. Number 17, you will want and need to self-promote. Nobody gets business, right, from a closed mouth. Many people don't want to self-promote or talk about their business too much for fear of sounding like an egomaniac. But if you don't promote your business, who will? Egotistical self-promotion and self-promotion can be differentiated. Know your business, know some key stats, and have your 15-second elevator pitch polished and ready to go. Then, when someone asks you about your business, you can promote it factually and quickly. Another way to self-promote without sounding cocky is to know what your customers say about your business. When someone asks how your business is going, you can tell them your customer feedback. Don't forget to provide some of the bad as well as the good. Number 18 is set your company culture. There may have been a time when company culture wasn't important. But with social media and the 24-hour news cycle, your company and employees are always under scrutiny. Your attitude, beliefs, and morals set the tone for the rest of your company and culture. Cough, <clears throat> right? Uber cough. <laughs> so set a positive company culture from day one, and you'll be more likely to work with people you enjoy and who inspire you as well as attract great customers. Many entrepreneurs are working with family from home and even across borders. It's important to set and know what you want your company culture to look like. So um, statistically speaking, 12% uh, of entrepreneurs have more than 25% of international customers. 69% of nascent entrepreneurship is conducted at home. And 23% rely on at least one unpaid family member. Number 19, network, network, network. There is no such thing as too much networking. Well, there is, I guess. But don't let networking get in the way of building your business. What I mean to say is that you shouldn't ever stop networking because you never know where your next lead will come from. And you're not alone. Chances are, if you network with enough people, 
you'll bump into another entrepreneur who might have the ideas and the connections you need. You might find a new connection while grabbing a, uh, I'm sorry, a snack at the airport bar. You might meet your next business partner in an elevator on your way to a meeting. And you just never know who's sitting next to you on the plane, right? Did you know that 51.9% of successful entrepreneurs were the first in their families to launch a business? And 530,000 new businesses are created each month in the United States alone. And 60.3% of successful entrepreneurs were driven to their um, own business because standard work environments did not appeal to them. Meet everyone that you come into contact with and have a short chat. You never know who you're sitting next to and what connections or resources they might be able to offer you and vice versa. Number 20, learn and create. The successful entrepreneur mindset is that of learning and creation. As an entrepreneur, you always want to be taking in a new um, uh, way of creating and a new way of gathering ideas and information. This type of mindset can be draining and tiring, but without it, you're not going anywhere. To stay in the learning and creative mindset, stay away from TV, social media, and movies. These types of um, entertainment cause us to be passive and just take in information. You know, you want to take all of this with a grain of salt. I'm, never, I'm not saying never do this, but, you know, uh, however it, it fits you then take it that way for uh, pursue everything in moderation but in general these activities are time wasters for entrepreneurs limiting your uh, entertainment time is a sacrifice that must be made to become a successful entrepreneur instead of watching tv and movies read case studies and meditate take care of your mind and body in constructive healing ways it may feel good to watch TV, but it's not actually a rejuvenating way to relax, especially the news, right? To be a successful entrepreneur, find relaxing activities that help to restore your learning and creative mindset. Number 21, deliver, don't sell. Honestly, no one likes to be sold to. I mean, seriously. Who enjoys going to the car lot and buying a new car? Well, I do. <laughs> so instead of selling to your potential customers, just deliver. Offer them a free trial and deliver a great product. Research has found that giving away a free product or trial on social media is two times more effective than standard hard sale tactics. When your company delivers a great product or service, you'll build customer loyalty faster than you can say successful entrepreneur. So I hope that these um, tips have been most helpful to you all today. And again, we love hearing your feedback. So you can email us at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. You can also head over to our newly designed website at lisalewiscompany.com. Uh, also, you can call the office directly at 
1845. Uh, and we always love your constructive criticism as our feedback, as well as uh, nominations for who can be our next mover and influencer here on the Lisa Lewis show. We welcome that. And we also love that you are going over to iTunes and searching the Lisa Lewis show and downloading the podcast because we know that you are busy people and uh, busy people though, get the most done, right? (laughs) Productive busyness gets people get the most done. So we look forward to you um, listening, uh, listening to us and joining us live next Thursday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be here for another good hour of something that is of real value, real talk. And um, we just look forward to visiting with you next week. Again, uh, if you have any suggestions, do not hesitate to reach out to us. And we are on all of the social media outlets as well. So we have enjoyed our time with you today, and remember to hashtag Gracias Manu. We thank you, Manu, and as we retire number 20, we thank you for everything that you have brought to the Spurs basketball team, as well as the community of San Antonio, Texas. So Godspeed, my friend. And remember, when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. If it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and influencers.